Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. This is the Christmas Eve episode of Pop Culture Crisis, or as I would like to call it, Pop Culture Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I'm here today with my guest host. What is your name, young lady? Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How are you doing today? I'm great. What about you? Um, are you doing great? Mm. I asked this question because Miracle is... Uh, Suffering is, from a cough. She, she, is, uh, she is truly a, a California girl living in, uh, the, on the East Coast because she apparently cannot handle cold weather without getting a, a recurring cough that is just uh, destined to come back and destroy me. In this podcast, each and every day, five days a week until summer, probably. Uh, are you sure you're feeling okay? You're good to go? I feel like I have a cough going. You, liter- you literally just covered the mic. So, uh, Sorry. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going we're gonna to run a little bit of a, a shorter episode today. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but since Miracle is not feeling the best, we are going to power through. We're going to talk about our, fe- our feelings <coughs> on the Matrix movie. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, the Matrix movie that just came out. We are going to talk about uh, information regarding the new Batman sequel. Uh, and Batman. if it, The new Batman, and mm. if it will get the sequel that uh, it, it may deserve, if it, if it ends up co- going out well. And some comments from a producer. Uh, very lofty goals they have regarding it in comparison to The Dark Knight. And then we are also going to talk about the sad news of the John Wick franchise being delayed. And we have more information regarding casting in the upcoming Batgirl movie. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Batgirl doesn't have the same ring. Doesn't quite work. No, it it doesn't really work for me. Um, So do you want to just get right into it? Yeah, let's talk about The Matrix. Okay, then we are going to go right into it. Uh, We both watched this movie last Mm -hmm. night. Uh, We have mixed... I No, I... I have uh, we have mixed opinions on this movie. I suspect to do with our age differences probably have something to do with that. Me being older and being around for the original Matrix, you being younger and being born literally the year the original Matrix came, came out. out yeah. um, the issue with that, I think, is like e- even if you like so you're somebody who's younger, right, mm-hmm. uh, and you love that movie. I, th- I don't love it. I said oh. it, it. It's good how it was. Um. Because, like, I thought it was good. I I wouldn't say I 100% like it. I'm, like, 50-50 on it. On the first one? 
Oh no, I'm no. Right. I'm talking about the. I'm, my, I'm saying even if you were around, uh, even if you love the first movie, mm. uh, not being around, not being old enough to really understand it as it came out, I mm-hmm. think would would uh, color your opinion. So even if you think it's a good movie, you wouldn't really be able to really process the cultural impact that movie had on America, or on the world, mm-hmm. really. Well, uh, it was talking about simulation theory, and you know how much I love that theory. Yep. Uh, and, and so, uh, but you had to be, it, it's one of those had to be there things, I believe. Uh, there's cough number. We should keep a cough counter. That would have been hilarious. We're not I know, do like that. you do like a drinking game. How many times Miracle uh, coughs, he take a shot? And everybody gets drunk, and everybody gets wasted. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you should watch this episode during like your christmas yes party. guys um if you want please uh every time you hear a cough take a drink no don't do that don't do that you will you will die you will <laughs> die uh there there you have it so there is like a total of three right okay there. all right so uh this movie has a 68 percent tomato meter from the critics and a 68 percent uh audience score the critic score is lower than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. The audience score is higher than I thought it would be. They're dead even. Yeah. Um, so first, I just I want to know firsthand, what is your general opinion of this movie? I don't like the modern references that made me cringe. And like then, what? Like when he was talking about um, Trinity, when she doesn't know who she is, her name is Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's a MILF. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like that. And then when they... When they're jabbing at Warner Brothers, they're like, they're trying to make us do a sequel. The the that was where I almost checked out was the line where it's the movie is so self referential mm-hmm. and so meta yeah. that uh, I couldn't like. Th- what's weird is I feel bad almost because Spider Man is mm-hmm. very self referential, but mm-hmm. it works completely. I don't think it works in this movie. Um, no. Mainly because Spider-Man being self-referential still fits into the general overall tone of a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. This movie had way too much humor. Mm-hmm. Way too much humor. It shouldn't have humor. Like well, I not, see what. Not that it shouldn't have humor, but it should be peppered in throughout the film. It shouldn't be all camp, all uh, all in jokes, and all references back to the original material. That's it true. doesn't fit in ter- in tune with the actual franchise. I don't know. Like for me. Um, that's what made me cringe. And then when he asked, hey, Jude, are you alone? And he's like, that's a really sexy question. Yeah. I was like really confused <laughs> by that. You didn't get it. I, I, had, I had to explain that to her. I didn't, ex- I didn't understand it. I was like, I don't understand this because I don't understand flirting culture. <laughs> that is a, that is a weird thing to latch on to, but you know, what can <laughs> you do? Uh, so uh, what did work for you in the movie? Uh, well, I really liked the message at the end by Agent Smith where he said, people want to be led. That was the architect, or the architect. I'm looking oh, back to the, That was the, the analyst. analyst the, yeah, I, was like, I was like, I'm referencing the original. <clears throat> that was Neil Patrick Harris's character. Yeah, well, it's because I love Neil. Yep. And, like, I prefer him as, like, a witty villain. Yep. This is what he was. He was a witty villain, and yep. I liked it. I would say that the only things for me that really worked in this movie was I did as much as I would have loved and preferred Hugo Weaving to come back as Agent Smith because uh, it's his tone of voice. It's the cadence in the way he talks. It's so uh, important to that character because when he has the sunglasses on and they're fighting, he mm-hmm. could really be anyone. Yeah. But it's that voice that really gets you. But this new actor... 
um, Jonathan Groff. Uh, he chewed the scenery very well. Mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job playing uh, his own version of that character, even if it's not really uh, the Smith we know and remember. Yeah. Uh, I did like Neil Patrick Harris as uh, the analyst. Mm-hmm. I, I, I he, Again, chewing the scenery, very, very over the top. I liked it. And I enjoyed Bugs, played by Jessica Henwick. I love Jessica Henwick. I loved her in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think she has a lot of charisma. I think she has a lot of talent. I hate that haircut. <laughs> uh, I, I hate the blue hair, but that's but it fits in line with that franchise, right? Uh, especially if it is like if we're talking like the old Matrix, which mm-hmm. is like uh, noir in a way. This is there's no noir elements to this movie almost at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me. <coughs> off uh (laughs) those three the three elements that i like the most were the least connected to the old franchise meaning i I felt like uh keanu reeves gave an okay performance but it didn't really feel like uh, maybe it's because i think he's such a good guy you're like you're so colored by opinion that like even if he didn't like this script he's still gonna give it his all but i don't Mm -hmm. think the material was there uh, I didn't like the I, I didn't like Carrie Ann Moss's portrait. It felt like she was sleepwalking through the role to me. But she also wasn't given really much to do until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't really like the the fact that this became uh, essentially just a, a continuation of their love story. Mm-hmm. I felt like there's a million way, ways you could go if you want to try and re- revive this franchise. I would have maybe focused oddly enough on newer characters. Uh, like bugs like maybe like bugs uh, or flesh out some of those other characters better and have them not just play background mm-hmm. uh, background fodder yeah um, what's his name bugs is like um, tech guy seek 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 I really like yeah his character. He, he had a he had a like he had a good stage presence he had like I think one of the things that uh, maybe it's just me and it's interesting because I am uh, I'm partially deaf but mm-hmm. really really good People with um, unique voices always catch me, right? Yeah. Tony Todd in uh, in The Candyman mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Roger Jackson who plays the voice from Ghostface. So like mm-hmm. really, really uh, distinct voices always do it for me. And Jessica Henwick has a very... Um, it, it, it's not soft, but it's she has a lot of a, a lot of charisma comes through the way she uh, w- the way she delivers her lines almost yeah. in a way. And this is probably just me. This is a way that like the the level of charisma that comes through with her her line delivery doesn't always match up what I see on screen. And I think she's a fantastic actress. But like if she didn't have that accent, if she didn't deliver her lines in that way, I don't think she gets the roles that she gets. That mm-hmm. that that could just be me. That's just me. Maybe uh, your own experience in movies talking right Mm -hmm. but um i loved her in this movie i i I wanted more from uh priyanka chopra st uh like she i i was still disturbed by your comment last night yeah (laughs) we'll we'll leave that off off air but i i love her in general Mm -hmm. i loved quantico at least i loved the first two seasons well i hate okay this is the one complaint like i love her character in it but i hate her hairstyle yeah i'm gonna be nitpicky about that stop doing the buns you're over 40 slash 50. Stop doing it. No, she can do it, man. She uh, can do it, but like other people in general. I just hate it when older people do it. Didn't really care for Jada Pinkett Smith as Niobe. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other appearances felt ham-fisted to me. Uh, I just... Like... I think also I'm I'm handicapping myself here because I didn't really I went into this not wanting to like as awful as it sounds like I didn't I didn't have much faith that this was going to be uh, a very good uh, continuation. Eighteen years later, that first movie is such a 
uh, lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. type moment, right? Uh, it was the right time in our culture. It was a unique story that was both deep, but not, it was not self. Uh, it was not self-referential in, in the same way. Like, okay, that's not the word I'm looking for. It, it was deep, but it was not um, um, pretentious. Yeah. Uh, it asked questions, but it didn't. Uh, see, like, the Matrix two and three, which I've only seen once. All I remember thinking, uh, what's that saying? It's like people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. All I remember from the Matrix two and three was the dialogue made me feel like they were the, like the writing was extremely pretentious. Okay. The first one had elements of that, mm-hmm. but told within a story that was so well crafted mm-hmm. that it didn't bother me. So you kind of identify with one of the characters. Like he was a side character when they said the Matrix was a game. The Irish guy where he's like, I don't like it when you have to like overanalyze and highlight everything. And we didn't even go into that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they made the Matrix a video game mm-hmm. um, was awful. Yeah. Uh, the what you mentioned in like when the we were Warner first, Brothers they they reference Warner Brothers it's so meta that I mean that we're we're underplaying how just how meta this movie was mm-hmm. the whole movie is peppered with uh, flashback scenes to previous <laughs> Matrix movies yeah. uh, clips uh, references that you're only going to really get if you understand the if you've seen the movies and you really love the movies but whereas Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, did this within the same tone of, of past Spider-Man movies. This one was way too humorous, way too self-referential, and just way too goofy, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, to really call it a good Matrix movie. I do understand that when Lana Wachowski wrote this movie, she was um, her parents had, had passed... Uh, within like weeks of each other, mm-hmm. and I think she lost another, either a close friend, a, a, like a cl- close friend, all in that same same time span. Yeah. And she said that her uh, her desire to make this movie or to go back to to make this fourth Matrix movie was she wanted to surround herself with familiar characters mm-hmm. that she felt a connection to. I can understand that. Yeah. I think that can be uh, very helpful or very um, soothing to someone's soul, maybe when they're when they're going through uh, some type of trauma. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily, unfortunately, equate to a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I know that what they're trying to do is this Matrix movie was essentially a continuation of Neo and Trinity's love story, mm-hmm. but it just didn't like the moment we find out that they're both kind of the one. You know, yeah. the, I'm like to the ones, huh? Like it's so it's so over one the top. One plus one equals one, right? Yeah. I I will say that uh, the analyst's speech at the end was fantastic. Yeah, because uh, he said people want to be led. Yeah, they're not go- They don't want freedom. Whereas I I mean they make references that to in the original mm-hmm. uh the original Morpheus Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus uh you know says that you know they're so uh inured by the system you know that they they'll fight to stay where they are. Uh, yeah, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. uh but. And this one, I mean, there's a meme that came out like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Like right before, like a, a couple months before this movie came out. And it's like uh, basically talking about like, you think that I don't want to be in the Matrix right now. <laughs> it's like frost my tips. <laughs> it's like take me back to 1999, frost my tips and plug me in. Because oh, like God. the real world right now is so awful mm-hmm. that they would love to be in a Matrix. Uh, I... I I didn't like the color palette. I hated. I, I hated. It was not the Matrix. The the lack of green hue. Uh, well, in the Matrix, uh, I hated the, when you get those typical, and I mean typical, bluish 
or uh, bluish yellow hues in the in the major. It just felt like every other cookie cutter blockbuster movie attempt mm-hmm. that comes out. The way they bastardized bullet time yes. and used it in, which I thought could have been clever, mm-hmm. but again, way too self-referential. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I just didn't like it. Another thing that I really hated costume designs what's up with those sunglasses oh yeah <laughs> miracle despised those sunglasses i wanted to destroy them like i wanted to go into the screen and like destroy them like just do my own matrix and go like no destroy it i mean it, it's possible that like uh if the, if we were looking at this movie through the lens of like <sighs> a much darker color palette and there's rain everywhere mm-hmm. and it really fits that late 90s uh, film noir uh, theme yeah. that those glasses work. But in a bright, uh, you know, shiny, modern day high tech version, uh, like digital version, which is weird to say because the film's based on code. Yeah. But like uh, the other film feels very analog to me because mm-hmm. of the time it was created, even though they're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Despite what they're f- talking about being very technological and encoded, uh, maybe those sunglasses work if we're talking about like a different tone to the actual look of the movie. No, like the sunglasses are confused what they want to be. They want to be circle lenses or what our glasses designs are. <laughs> like it can't choose. You it's can, like we have to be both. You can't be both. Well, maybe they're maybe they're going through their own um, transformation. Well, like in this movie, they made fun of binary a lot. Yep, there was a lot of. I, I think uh, when I heard crypto fascism, I just, I just, I checked out, dude. I, yeah. I, ch- I checked out. I'm like, okay, I get what they were doing there. It's not like mm-hmm. that was like a huge story element. It was just a joke thrown in there. Yeah. Same with like trans politics, all that <sighs> stuff. That's fine. Like those were. It's not like those were huge elements of the movie. In fact, I would say that this movie was. A lot of people were worried that this movie was going to end up being super woke. Yeah. I don't really think it was. I just think it was a bad movie. It wasn't super woke, um, other than, like, the first sequence where they were talking about it as a video game. I was so done with it. And then, like, Morpheus, I di- what's up? Like, he only showed up for, like, a few scenes. I feel bad for that actor, because, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> That guy seems like a, more than a, uh, a uh, more than serviceable, a talented actor, yeah. and he actually did a fairly decent um, rendition of his voice, uh, yeah, the way like, he delivered his lines. But Lawrence Fishburne is iconic. You just can't like. I almost would have rather they just didn't use. I uh, like maybe they could have found a way to like have Neo uh, experience those scenes with more with the old Morpheus again. Yeah, like through uh, like you saw scenes where like uh, Morpheus is projected onto the back of a of a theater yeah. or he's on a television screen. Maybe have Neo interact with that Morpheus, but not the Morpheus that's talking to Neo from the nineteen ninety nine movie. Talk to him as if he's experiencing it through the twenty twenty one Neo. Yeah, the twenty twenty one Neo, how he did it because like he hacked into the phone saying it was like one of his coworkers. Yep. And like he came out of the toilet stall and he made a quote. He was like um, it was it at last when he said blah 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 when he when he was like covering on some of Morpheus's lines from the original he says blah when they're when he's giving the speech to Neo about the red pill blue pill. Yeah. Um I, I hated it. <laughs> it was kind of rush and like it felt like it was just like here you go. Nostalgia member berries. And, there you go. And winking at the camera for a film that doesn't need to be winked, where the camera does not need to be winked at. Like, I really don't. I think they do a disservice to this film mm-hmm. by not taking it more seriously. I mean, maybe this is what, as that, like I said, as, as that, with that director, 
you know, she's going through something traumatic in her life. If this is the story she wanted to tell, I more than support her decision to do that. Or like, Mm -hmm. you can't always, you know, not every story is going to come up perfectly. But I think that even attempting to make a Matrix movie 18 years after something as iconic and culturally significant as the first one was, was always an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And there were very few... uh, uh, is, uh, versions oddly enough there's a, a I'm going to tangent here for a minute yeah. there's a there's a television show called Person of Interest yes and there's a I love that and show. it's two artificial intelligence in the final seasons there's two artificial intelligence battling one another mm-hmm. and they've got uh, a version of the se- of the evil artificial intelligence like uh, an offshoot of it trapped in a Faraday cage and they put their <laughs> uh, uh, strips of their code of their own machine into that Faraday cage mm-hmm. and basically they run simulations to find yeah. a version where they can beat this evil artificial intelligence and there's billions of combinations where they fail and none where they do you know and finally they find one uh, version of this where they could finally succeed I think that's honestly what this movie was I think there was a billion ways that this movie could fail Mm -hmm. and very very few where this story works 18 years later reference civil war you remember Doctor yeah. Strange where he was like trying to find the outcome where they went? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly what this is. There's very few very few ways this works. Um, so I, I will applaud them for trying. <laughs> I think that Keanu is such a likable guy that it that yeah. I'm going to like him either way. Mm-hmm. I will... Uh, uh, he shaved his head. Yeah. I don't know if that was a, a bald cap. It couldn't have been a bald cap. It was, it was shaved but not totally shaved. Uh, his hair. Yeah. Um, so... Maybe it was maybe it was just really good bald cap makeup, and I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Maybe. But he didn't look super old in those sequences. He like, just looked like a cancer patient that's going through chemo. In in the sequence, did you see Bill and Ted? The new uh, okay, he looked so old when he finally shaved, but kept the long hair. Yeah. But when he shaved and had short hair, he looked young. He didn't look old. Yeah. When he's got the beard and the long hair, he looks young. He's the opposite of most people, where beards make them look older. Yeah, uh, you're one of those people. Yes, Miracle always tells me my beard makes me look much older than I am. Uh, but Keanu, he has the fountain of youth in his beard and hair. Maybe it's because the hairstyles look very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that Bugs, I, I, I do want to give props to Jessica Henwick and mm-hmm. to Jonathan Groff and to Neil Patrick Harris. I, I do think that they were the best part of this movie. Uh, I don't know. The rest of the characters, I feel like they were done a disservice by basically just being background fodder. fodder. They weren't really given... Yeah, a, who was the guy with like the white hair and beard? I don't know. I, I asked mean, you who's that and you didn't even answer me and I was like, oh. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. Um, so yeah, I, I just... It wasn't for me. You know, I, I, I applaud the attempt. I... I am getting. I do get frustrated when they do this stuff with older, you know, with uh, bringing back these old franchises. But the difference is, I don't feel like this was a soulless cash grab. I think she legitimately tried to continue the story, and I just mm-hmm. don't think it worked. It didn't work. And there was a character I was so confused. Um, the girl with like the braids. Yeah. Like she was like, "I'm not here for you. I'm here for her." And then after that, they never continued that storyline. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, like I said, I, I had a hard time paying attention, man. It was uh, it just, I, I don't know if it was because I had like a negative uh, opinion from the start and I felt like it was like confirmation bias in a way. Yeah. That's like cough nine and 10. But, yeah, sorry. you know, um, maybe I'll watch it a second time and no. like it a little bit more. I don't think I, it has rewatch value. It, I don't think it does either. But yeah, so uh, I will applaud the attempt, especially if she actually care, you know, if Lana, if this was actually what she wanted, mm-hmm. uh, if this is the story she wanted to tell. I didn't like it, but you know, more power to them if they if they actually did. Well, Hollywood is running out of ideas. They can't think of other things to talk about, especially like 
um, looking at old properties, for example, Batman, The Matrix, and then like. We do have a Batman story here. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. That was that was fantastic. It was it. That was, I'm trying to switch. That it was in. beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm every time Miracle has a good segue, I I applaud. We've got a new story from uh, Cinema Blend regarding the Ooh. upcoming Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. Uh, if you've watched any of the episodes that we've done, you know that that is the film that I'm more excited about than just about anything yeah, coming out of... Uh, because he's no longer the vampire that sparkles. Yes, he's, he is not the vampire. <laughs> and he's not that wizard from Harry Potter. Did you ever see the... Were you a, a fan of uh, Twilight? I was Teen Jacob because he didn't look that menacing so you actually had a team well because i thought it was really cool because they were trying to talk about like uh tribalism but after that i was like i'm done with this movie okay well that's fair enough and my mom was like really into it like um this was like the final movie came out when my sisters were like already born Mm -hmm. so like legit she was watching it like we were watching it on our tv and she's like, Bella, don't die. Don't die. And then when Bella opens her eyes, she was like, yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> this, uh, this story is from Cinema Blend, and it says, Sorry. Will the Batman get a sequel? Here are Robert Pattinson's mm-hmm. thoughts. It says, uh, the wait has, lo- has been long, <clears throat> but soon fans will finally be able to feast their eyes on Matt Reeves' The Batman. The director's cinematic take on the Cape Crusader is primed to be unlike anything fans have seen from this mythos before. Many seem to be <coughs> pleased that with what's been shown thus far. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm trying to, like, control it. Like, you heard me earlier when I was talking. Like, I was trying to stop it. And naturally, some may mm-hmm. already be wondering if a sequel might be pl- is being planned. On the surface, this is definitely looks like a film, a film series in the making, and its lead, Robert Pattinson, is definitely familiar with franchises. On, on that note, the actor has commented on the possibility of a sequel to the Reeves movie. The British actor portrayed vampire Edward Cullen in the pop culture juggernaut The Twilight franchise. Over the course of five films, Robert Pattinson was able to develop the character with the help of Stephanie Meyer's original novels. Pattinson is cerebral when it comes to the roles he chooses and how he prepares for them, so it should come as no surprise that he already knows where he'd like to, tac- uh, where he'd like to tackle with, the ver- with this version of Batman down the road. It says, the recent comments, uh, which he shared with Empire, it says, I've made a kind of map where Bruce's psychology would grow over two more movies. I would love to do it. Okay, that's interesting, because when this movie was originally pitched, uh, I believe it was only going to be one. Uh, It's outside of the DC universe, so Mm -hmm. it's not part of the canon of Aquaman, of uh, Justice League, of any of those films. Obviously, with the with the multiverse that can be rectified very easily with very little effort from the writers. They can find a way to magically, whether they do it through flashpoint, uh, you know, whatever way they choose to do that. So, uh, I, I don't know if I want to see this movie, uh, turned into, I mean, if it's good and oddly enough, I don't think it's, um, it's not Robert Pattinson that would give me hope that this would turn out. It's Matt Reeves that gives me hope that mm-hmm. a trilogy would turn out because he did the Planet of the Apes trilogy, yeah. which was very, very good from start to finish. I liked it, yeah. Uh, so it says, uh, the Batman is building rapidly and barring any further developments with the global health crisis, the movie should succeed, sh- the movie could succeed at the box office. I'd say there's a good chance Warner Brothers will green light a sequel if it hasn't already. They likely will. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's just serviceable, meaning that like 
they the, the Batman character is protected heavily it, yeah. by Warner Brothers. It's the only character that's not allowed. As far as I remember, it's the only DC character that isn't allowed to be shown live action on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can show Bruce Wayne on television. Yeah. You can show his rogues gallery on television, but you can't show uh, full scenes of Bruce Wayne of actual Batman on regular TV shows. Uh, <laughs> they had like a scene at the very end of Gotham with, mm-hmm. with just a single shot of Batman mm-hmm. uh, aged up um, from the young Bruce Wayne that they had on that yeah. show. But in general, they keep Bruce Wayne, they keep Batman off screen. He's yeah. not supposed to be on TV or streaming. So it says, uh, interesting though, even if there isn't another film, the franchise will still continue through the small screen. The franchise, not the character. HBO Max is currently developing two TV shows set within the same continuity. One of these takes place uh, uh, one year before these events, uh, the events of the movie, and will focus on the corruption that is present within the Gotham City Police Department. That's Gotham PD Mm -hmm. that they're talking about. Um, the other series will thrust Colin Farrell's Oswald Cobblepot into the spotlight and will cover his rise within the criminal underworld. And in addition to starring in the show, Farrell will serve as an executive producer. I'm guessing that's why they hired Colin Farrell to do this because he's in like heavy makeup and, um, prosthetics. Mm -hmm. But if they do a a prequel, they can strip him of that and have him be his regular size to show the prequel version of him as he becomes the penguin. Yeah. Right. So that's actually good planning on their part. If that's Mm -hmm. actually what they were trying to do. Well, that's what they did in Gotham. Like um, their version of penguin is like really skinny and awkward. I was going to ask, I said, does he end up becoming, because I never finished uh, Gotham. I, I think so. I didn't finish either, but um, I believe so because that's what happens. Like slowly, he becomes like okay. more insane. I saw the I saw seasons one through four, and then I never saw or no, I saw through the um, <coughs> through the proto proto Joker that they did that wasn't actually the mm-hmm. Joker. I, I saw through that, and then after that, I kind of checked out. Oh, I know they did. Uh, I, I know that people love that show, like mm-hmm. the end of that show. Uh, season one, I thought was bad. Season two, three, and four were very good, but I just didn't get oh, it. Oh, that's weird. Yep. So the first season, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, that I mean, most people didn't, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's just my take on it. But it would be cool to see if we actually end up getting like uh, a Colin Farrell, like in his uh, regular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, handsome form as he becomes the penguin though he's still arguably a lot bigger than like the guy who played Oswald Cobblepot in the show the guy mm-hmm. who plays him is like a stick in the show yeah he's so skinny and yep. he's very like he's so awkward yep well that's his that's his thing he's creepy looking in a good hey. way in a good way Sorry about that. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and we'll cover his rise. It says, it says, so viewers will certainly get their fix either way, but one can't deny the allure of another big ans- uh, of another big screen installment, especially when there's so much ground that can be covered. The upcoming film will inc- include crucial elements and characters like the smooth-looking Selena Kyle. That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Played by Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano's uh, creepy Riddler. I'm very, ex- very... Very excited. Very excited for that. Uh, in the in the mix at some point. Uh, as a matter of fact, reports and rumors have suggested that Eternals alum Barry Cogan has shot a special cameo for the movie and maybe, maybe not be playing the clown prince of crime. That mm-hmm. is a recurring rumor that he's playing a character, a, a police officer in Gotham PD, uh, and that he has, like, they filmed two versions of yeah. this movie, one with him showing the Joker and one without. Mm-hmm. I say don't do it. Just leave the Joker out of it. I don't think you need to always yeah, go back to that plus, well. Yeah, and plus, like, the Joker, like, how he became the Joker, he was a villain. He yep. wasn't a part of the 
Gotham PD. I just don't think they need to keep going back to that well. Mm-hmm. Like the, like it's like, do we need him every time we get a Batman character? But you can't have Batman without Joker. That's what they're trying to get at. I think they can. I, I'm not saying that the that the character doesn't exist in that universe, but Batman has one of the most iconic rogues galleries of all time. You don't mm-hmm. need to always go back to that well in the films. I'm saying like mm-hmm. he can exist, but you don't need to always use him. <coughs> True. <coughs> Who would you like to see? What character would you like to see? Mm. Well, like, what time period is it going to be? Any, any, well, I'm saying any time. Well, we're dealing with, like, Batman Year 2. So, like... Year uh, 2? Yeah, so we're talking, like, younger, very... Like, what ba- which villain would you like to see? If you could... And I'm not saying you have to even be tethered to that time period. If mm-hmm. you could take... A, if you could see him I against... I kind of want to see their new rendition of Poison Ivy. Okay. All right. Do because they Do they know... I don't, I, I don't remember hearing about casting for that. Do they have a character cast no but they do have casting for Catwoman well yeah no we, we got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman so yeah. you'd like to see Poison Ivy I want to see Poison Ivy because if you have Catwoman then you have to have Poison Ivy and they'll be diverse and they'll be very very uh, awesome right they'll, yeah they'll because like the TV show Bat uh, Batwoman uh, yeah, they have Poison Ivy. I know. Version. I know. Well, that's the show that must not be <clears throat> named. We do not speak of that show here. Yeah. That show's awful. But I kind of want to see Poison Ivy because the original Batman movie, uh, what was it called? It had, uh, it had Poison Ivy and it, it was supposed to be like a comedy movie. Keep going. It's a Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Thank you. I love Batman Forever. Thank you for trying to not help me think of the title of the movie. Well, she's in, uh, isn't that character in Bat, she's not in Batman Forever. She's in Batman and Robin. Oh, thank yeah. you. Batman thank Forever, you. I actually like. I like the Val Kilmer Batman. <laughs> I'm like the only one in the world who actually likes that Batman, but I, I enjoy it. And guess what? I even what? enjoy Jim Carrey's performance as the Riddler in that movie, even though it's uh, ridiculous and over the top. Uh, I'm a fan of that movie. I know, I know. Come at me, bro. It's got a lot to do with the time period I'm, mm-hmm. I, I lived in. Nicole Kidman is... Nicole Kidman is... is I don't even remember her. Uh, Chase Meridian, I think, was the name of that doctor's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I can't help it. I don't know. I just... I'm not afraid of it. Jim Carrey. It's boiling acid. <laughs> I think it... Like, who was, it was either Shane or mm-hmm. like Chris got that reference when I made it last time. It's the way he says it in the, in the movie. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, didn't like Clooney's portrayal. Didn't even care about bat nipples. Just didn't like the portrayal. And actually worse... Do you even know that reference? Cause the, the, yeah. So yeah. Even worse than that was the bat credit card. Never leave home without it. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I mean, those movies back then, those were vehicles to sell toys, right? Yeah. So it made sense. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like for me, I just want to see Poison Ivy because like um, Poison Ivy before Harley Quinn and Catwoman, it was her. And she was like the icon of being the villain woman. Who would you like to see player? Um, I'm kind of like, do you want like good casting and bad casting? Yeah, no. Who, if you could pick a good cast, uh, a good casting. Good casting? Um... Ooh, who's a good actress right now? Uh, no, none of them are good unless it's Angelina Jolie. But she's yeah, a she's bit, a little old. To, she's a little to bit play older. She's a little bit older. I'm trying to think like who's really good. And it depends on the age range mm. you're looking to go for there. Um, <laughs> because I'm trying to think of somebody who's like very Jessica Rabbit kind of feel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I can't think of anybody. Oh no, yeah, I can. The girl that plays Cheryl Blossom from Riverdale, um, her name is um, 
Madeline. Madeline, and I forgot her last name, but she's very like she's a classic redhead. Okay. And okay, I so you want it to be a natural redhead. So that's mm-hmm. your casting is way down the list there because there's just not many of them in. Yeah, but she's like, she's really like, she's a good person in real life. I like her personality in real life outside of acting, and she's a good actress. Okay. But then bad casting. Let's get Miley Cyrus to do it. Oh, my God. Let's do it. See all of them tongues out. No. Uh, I would cast Bridget Regan. Oh, true. Um, Bridget Regan is... Uh, I don't know if she's a natural redhead, but she's had red hair uh, mm-hmm. in roles before. She was fantastic as... Uh, <coughs> my f- uh, she, she was in a show called White Collar in the fifth season mm-hmm. where she played like a spy. I uh, watched it. Yes. Uh, I love Bridget Regan. She's, fair sk- she's very fair-skinned, so mm-hmm. I think she could play that role pretty well. Yeah. Or like they can do like how... Poison Ivy is portrayed now in the Harley Quinn animated series, like where she's more butch. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, but I mean, that's not hard to believe that the that they would go with newer portrayals. I know that the we're going to talk later. It would have been a fantastic transition if we were going to talk about it now. But uh, I know that they're do- going New Fifty Two with the Batgirl uh, version that they're doing right now. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's kind of hard because like I do want to see like a Poison Ivy because they already have Riddler. You said he's like a creepier serial killer version. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's like Jack Ripper, but he, funnier. I think they. I think they said he's inspired by the Zodiac. Oh. Yeah. Did they ever catch him? There's rumors <laughs> that he's still out there. I, I think they. Deco- I don't know if they caught him, but they decoded his. Like somebody finally decoded the the mm-hmm. letter, like the ciphers that he sent to the police. Yeah. Um, if I could pick, if I could see any villain in there. It would probably be, even though it's not timeline accurate, it would be Deathstroke is to finally, and I would love to have gotten Joe Manginello to come back and do that because I thought he was doing. I love uh, Manu Bennett as mm-hmm. Deathstroke. I love that S.I. Mor- I love S.I. Morales <coughs> as as Deathstroke. In what about Will Smith's version? What he was Deadshot, not Deathstroke. Oh my bad. Different character. My bad. <laughs> uh, but, they look the but, same. But the the Manu Bennett one is really good. But that's because I love those first seasons of Arrow. But that's mm-hmm. not the same tone. I love the S.I. Morales version of it because he's very brutal mm-hmm. in season two of Titans. Uh, but and I'm Joe Manganiello never really got to really fully embrace that role. He only got mm-hmm. those cameo appearances, and I think he could have done a, a great job. Yeah, so, and with the multiverse, you could bring multiple versions in. Mm-hmm. If we bring multiverse, um, like if it's like the multiverse, then I kind of want to see like all of like Batman Beyond villains. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole, and they could do that in sequels, mm-hmm. I suppose. Like, oh, that would be hard to do in sequels for because we're kind of, we're trying to stay on topic for like this franchise. Like, yeah, they're the this one that's <clears throat> in its own pocket universe. Yeah, uh, three films. So if you could get poison, so we've got the Riddler for mm-hmm. uh, film one. Yeah. You'd like maybe Poison Ivy for film two, and then film three. If they just want to throw a hat in a ring for a multiverse, I kind of want to see Batman Beyond the clown gang because it has the joker and harley quinn's um granddaughters yeah the dds and then they have joker jr where like i forgot it's not junior i just call him joker jr because he takes on the mantle as the joker but i like those characters they're really interesting it's uh and they're 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 shooting (coughs) for the they're shooting for the fences on this one i do just want to kind of reference this here uh the batman is trying to top the dark knight trilogy says producer my guess is that every film wants to top something like that, but mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's possible. I don't think it's possible, but I'm I'd love still, to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I would love to be wrong, but that would be, it would require, I mean, we the the world, we were living in a different world at the time that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan is one of the best of yeah. all time. Uh, Matt Reeves is good, yeah. but given just uh, the way that the the way that fandom in general and superheroes and comic books have become so uh, mainstream, I just don't know if it's possible to have the same cultural impact that the original Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't even think it was a necessarily a great <sighs> trilogy. It's just that those first two, like most people love the Dark Knight the most. I love mm-hmm. Batman Begins more than any movie in that trilogy. Mm-hmm. But the Dark Knight is such a culturally relevant and important film to our time because yeah. of. What happened to Heath Ledger? Mm-hmm. Uh, that performance. Uh, people forget that Batman, the that the Dark Knight Rises wasn't really all that great of a movie. It wasn't. I mean, it was but, fine, but, but it gave us a perfect quote. Why so serious? So, well, that's uh, that was from the Dark Knight. Was it? Yeah, I don't even no, remember. The Dark they all the Dark Knight Rises was the one with Bane and oh, uh, where yeah, yeah, that crack and uh, yeah, so. Uh, they're all being the same now. So the, in this article, it says, <clears throat> Producer Dylan Clark reveals the ultimate goal of Matt Reeves' upcoming film is to top Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy as the best Batman film ever made. So it's weird. It's saying it wants to be the best Batman film ever made, but it's comparing it to a trilogy, mm-hmm. not a single film. <coughs> uh, the uh, film has been described as a back-to-basics detective story, which is what I've always said. I said, do the gr- do world's greatest detective. Do You don't need to do superhero Bruce Wayne all the time. Yeah, because like that's what he was known for. That's yep. what I loved about it. Like he was like in the world's greatest detective. And like, then the Nolan films aren't really superhero movies. They're mm-hmm. they're crime dramas. Yeah. They're not I mean the, the third one's kind of a superhero movie, but mm-hmm. the first two are just crime noir. Yeah. I kind of like it because like when they did a collaboration with Scooby Doo, like he was like <laughs> I'm the world's greatest detective and I'm like okay, Batman. <laughs> It says, oh yeah, so it says, uh, it says, for example, it says, uh, like Nolan's films, the Batman is expected to adopt a more grounded approach to storytelling while foregoing the more supernatural aspects of Batman lore. For example, the Riddler, who is traditionally portrayed as a quippy smart aleck, is reimagined in the Batman as a psychotic serial killer Mm -hmm. inspired by the infamous Zodiac. So that was true. Uh, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy was a stark departure from the Batman films that had come before it. The director chose to eschew the surrealism and camp that had come to define the character in the 90s while in the hands of Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher. His decision proved to resonate with audiences, cementing the Dark Knight trilogy not only as one of the most successful comic book franchises of all time, but also one of the greatest cinematic trilogies of all time. Each movie in the trilogy was a critical and commercial success, grossing $2.4 billion by the end of its seven-year run. So they made three movies in seven years. Like that's Think about how many Marvel movies come out in a year now. And how much more but like people know those movies but they don't have the cultural significance here so maybe Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about less you know quality over quantity yeah so i don't know i'm really excited for this because like looking at the trailers and that photo that brett is showing right now it's really aesthetically pleasing it's beautifully shot the i mean the the movies it's got the atmosphere one of my big complaints from uh the dark knight or i'm sorry from batman begins to the dark knight was how much more plain uh gotham looked yeah in batman begins it looks like this uh it looks like a comic book city mm-hmm. whereas uh when you're looking at it in the dark knight and further on it just looks like generic chicago or new york city mm-hmm. it doesn't really look like uh the atmosphere that it gave that maybe that's why i like the first one more mm-hmm. so i don't know matt reeves got a lot of work to do 
<laughs> Hopefully it, it comes out. Pattinson is absolutely talented enough as an yeah. actor. So is Paul Dano. So like they have the time. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my God, they've got Andy Serkis as as uh, um, Alfred. So yeah. they have the t- the 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 acting talent to do this. <gasps> Wait, do you think this movie is going to actually kill off Alfred? No, I I don't think so. Not for oh. such a young version of Batman. Um, it would be a cool twist where like the Riddler like goes like, yeah, I'm that serial killer. You love this butler? Well, goodbye. Could be. That was an ongoing joke in like uh, in the Gotham shows. Like the like Alfred kept getting like abducted, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like later, like they, in the cartoon series, like Alfred actually knows how to defend himself. He, he, well, he's he was I. Did you ever see? This is so funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else saw this. Did you see Pennyworth? I don't yes. know if that ever. You did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it good? Kind of. Okay. I never saw it. Uh, I was like, even that's a little too. Like, holy, holy corporate synergy. Like, I can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. watch an Alfred TV show. <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny because, like, they actually showed that he can defend himself. And I'm like, I kind of like. In that like, show? Yeah. Oh, is that what you were referring to? No, I was referring to like the cartoon series. Too. Okay, yeah. Like they did that too, where they're like, I know how to defend myself. And he like pulls out a sword out of nowhere. And I'm like, where did that sword come from? In in Pennyworth, he's like ex, <laughs> like military, right? Yeah. He's like ex SAS or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, mm, I kind of like it, but he does die in the comic books. Yeah. He does die because, like, um, I forgot how he died. I think he died either bullet wound or like somebody just broke his neck well that's not good yeah okay that i don't was, know uh, all i know is that i am far more excited about that movie than just about anything else that's coming out right now really you're not even excited for john wick i am okay maybe more not more excited for john wick but i am very 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 excited for john wick so let's uh <laughs> let's get into it um john wick let's go um okay so there's like bad news unfortunately mm-hmm. uh going on uh for in, re- regarding the john wick franchise that is uh one of the things i'm probably more annoyed with uh than anything else because as excited as i am about the batman mm-hmm. i am even more excited about an upcoming about the upcoming john wick movie because uh it's one of the few examples of a franchise that uh seems to maybe not do better with every film but but does not shy away from just being what it is and it doesn't want to be anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a brutal action action franchise with incredible stunts, almost to its detriment at times, uh, but I'm here for it, mm-hmm. which is funny. Uh, I like this movie as much as I do, and I'm more of a dialogue guy than I am a uh, uh, an action stunt guy, but they do them so well in this movie, and the movie does not try to be something it's not. Uh, it hasn't really be, uh, it's not, hasn't really changed its tone in four movies, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things. So to find out that it's being delayed almost a year uh, to the spring of 2023 is a huge bummer for me so (laughs) um, this movie if I remember correctly was originally supposed to come out uh, it was supposed to come out at the same time as the Matrix Mm -hmm. so this was supposed to come out uh, this week not maybe not there was a time when this and they were going to open on the same weekend yeah 
Uh, at least I, I, I remember hearing that somewhere. So this article is from Screen Rant, and it says John Wick 4 is officially delayed 10 months uh, to spring of 2023. Back in 2014, Keanu Reeves experienced something of a career comeback when the original John Wick movie became a sleeper hit with critics and at the box office. Fueled by kinetic action sequences and emotional storyline and intriguing world-building, John Wick spawned a franchise that is not only that has only grown in popularity. Two sequels, John Wick 2, uh, Chapter 2 and John Wick Chapter three parabellum were also big hits upon their release setting the stage for a highly anticipated john wick four unfortunately john wick four was one of the many hollywood projects impacted by the ongoing covid19 pandemic at one point it was scheduled to be released in may of 2021 but john wick four didn't even begin shooting until this past june due to setbacks for a while now lionsgate has had john wick four slated uh, for a 2022 premiere but now it seems to be pushed back substantially uh, in a video release on the Lionsgate website, uh, on the Lionsgate YouTube channel, it's confirmed that John Wick 4 will be now released in March of 2023. The video game seems to repurpose footage from John Wick 3, framing the new release date as opening uh, of, a co- of a new contract on John Wick's head. Check it, check it out in the video space below. Uh, this is a very substantial delay for John Wick 4, and it's unclear why Lionsgate decided to push it back so much. John Wick 4 wrapped during the fall uh, and seems to be on track to meet its 2022 date. While films are renowned for their exhilarating set pieces, they aren't as reliant on uh, CGI or special effects as more traditional studio temples. That's probably why people like them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, like you see very little in the way of uh, computer-generated imagery. There's a good amount of it, but it's very well hidden, so I, and I don't know how how long the sequences take to take to shoot mm-hmm. meaning that it's not like they're building an entire world out of uh, uh, computer generated imagery in those have you ever seen those um those behind the scenes images of like the when they were making Endgame or when they were making Infinity yeah, War I and it's just it. an entire world mm-hmm. built of like green screen yeah um, there there is like similar stuff like there there's a scene in Parabellum where John Wick is on a motorcycle being chased by ninjas mm-hmm. and it's literally just bikes on like on tri- like tripod type setups and the bikes are all green yeah or no the bike is not green he's not green but then there, there's like all the bad guys and everything are all wearing green outfits mm-hmm. and it's crazy it's like yeah. so so there is a good amount of CGI there CGI there but this movie wasn't going to be coming out until 2022 so that makes more sense like mm-hmm. they could have gotten it done by then so I wonder if something happened uh, maybe somebody got no because it says they wrapped filming mm-hmm. right so maybe there's another movie they want to release in its place that they feel better suited for that time for that slot yeah uh, and it's okay to move back maybe Keanu wanted it moved mm-hmm um, the pandemic remains a serious... Co- oh, it says, it says uh, this is a very substantial delay for John McFour, and it's unclear why Lionsgate decided to push it back so far. It wrapped filming in the fall and seemed to be on track to meet its 2022 deadline. While the films are renowned for their exhilarating set pieces, they aren't as reliant on special effects and CGI as more traditional studio tentpoles. On the surface, there should be enough time between now and next May to finish the necessary post-production work, though it's possible director Chad Stahelski felt he needed more time to put the final movie together. Even in that case, the expect uh, the expectation likely would have been a delay of just a few months rather than an entire year. That's crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's a long period of time. So I'm not exactly sure uh, where that time is going to go. Do you think it's another situation why, like how they pushed up Spider-Man instead of Doctor Strange? Possible. Uh, I mean, th- but that's. I feel like that's more because of all those films are interconnected Mm -hmm. so they had to move stuff in relation to other movies this isn't really connected to anything else the only thing I can see it connected to is there have been talks of 
I mean, there, there's a another there's a show connecting to it coming out called The Continental. The mm-hmm. Continental is the hotel where the assassins go. It's it's kind of the the main set piece of this franchise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, and then there's also a show in the works called Ballerina starring mm-hmm. Anna Diarmas, which is also connected to the same world. So maybe they're moving it to be uh, closer in line with those television shows, but usually they wouldn't move a film to meet a uh, television show uh, project, right? Or maybe they lost the original filming of John Wick 4 and they're like, oh, shoot, we have to cover this up, delay the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would look bad if that was that. That seems very unlikely for mm-hmm. in the digital age. But <laughs> the well, pa- I just wanted to say that cause, like I'm thinking it's like an old timey like film reel, and they're Could like, be. "Oh no, we're missing it. Somebody stole it." Could be. Maybe somebody ran off with the with the hard drives. Yeah. Uh, or like, remember there was the Sony leak a couple years ago mm-hmm. where all the stuff got uh, stolen off the hard drives and then yeah. like got leaked online. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it might be that or like. Maybe, as you said, like Keanu said, like just <laughs> I don't think he as powerful as he may be. I don't think he has the power to power to just move the. But the he's such a nice guy too. I don't think he would say anything. So it says the pandemic remains a serious concern with a recent spike in new COVID nineteen cases and the spread of the Omicron variant. Uh, the, Do you want to talk about that? Nope. The, those circumstances could be made could make audiences more cautious. Although going to the theater to see Spider Man No Way Home's opening weekend, notwithstanding, there are still five months until John Wick's old release date. I mean, that could be that they were worried about people not wanting to come and see the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I doubt that. Um, the, they're they're plowing ahead with movies right now. Like maybe they just didn't ask for John Wick Four. HBO, no people want John Wick Four. Are you H- sure? Yes, I do. Yes, I am. I'm 110 percent sure about that. <laughs> HBO Max is um not mo- it's not doing day and date releases uh mm-hmm. this coming year, so you're not going to get films uh online and like with like with Matrix, you're not going to get them online and in theaters. So you're only going to get it in theaters. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know if, the, if that's actually going to work, but uh, I, I think if they had released it on time, it would have done fine. Yeah. So uh, though there's still five months until John Wick 4's old release date, perhaps the studio felt it was better to push it back further with the hope, of being, uh, with the hope being that the COVID-19 pandemic has subsided by 2023. Lionsgate obviously wants John Wick 4 in a position where it can thrive commercially and post box office num- numbers similar to John Wick 3. The pandemic has made things very difficult uh, to predict, but one can't blame the studio for wanting to wait and see what happens down the road. Uh, I think Spider-Man proves that you, the pandemic is just an excuse mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, that if you make something that people want to come out and see, they'll come out uh, and, you know, and they're not going to let uh, what's going on in the world stop them if mm-hmm. it's something they actually care about and want to see in the theaters. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they should have just stayed it uh, and gone ahead with releasing it. But I don't know. Uh, can you think of any other reasons why it would be delayed? Keanu is secretly bald and he's like I need my hair back he's got a oh yeah maybe maybe it's all just uh he's like I just shaved my head for the matrix now I Mm -hmm. gotta grow all my hair back out again yeah unless they can tie it in somewhere or maybe wait who else is in this movie uh, I don't know who would be. I mean, it's going to probably have the same the, the same characters. Uh, I know that Lawrence. Oh, that's what I'd say. There's the the article from Lawrence Fishburne uh, right here. He says John Wick. Uh, this is from Movie Web, and it says Lawrence Fishburne says John Wick Four will be the best one yet. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne will return as the Bowery King in John Wick Chapter Four, and the actor promises that it is the best installment of the series yet. What if he all of a sudden went missing? 
I don't think that's going to happen, Miracle. Ah. So it says, uh, all three John Wick movies have been stellar, but perhaps the best of the series is still yet to come. John Wick Chapter 4 has gotten yet another delay, pushing the sequel back to 2023, but Lawrence Fishburne says it's worth the wait. The actor who appeared previously as the Bowery King will reprise his role in the fourth movie. As as he told Collider, he says that this one is, quote, the best one yet. Mm -hmm. As a fan, not just somebody who's in it, (laughs) and this is based on reading the script, it's going to be the best one yet. I mean... Is he really going to say anything else? Nope. No. I I, I love Lawrence Fishburne, but Same. I don't know if he's actually going to say anything else uh, uh, on something like that. Lawrence F- Fishburne <coughs> is one of a handful of franchise stars that will be joining Keanu Reeves in the sequel. We'll also see the returns of Lance Reddick uh, as Sharon, uh, Ian McShane as Winston, and even serving as vital members of the Continental Newcomers. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, as Winston. Uh, they're, so they're, uh, Ian McShane's character... Uh, and Lance Reddick's character, Sharon and Winston, are mm-hmm. like the two people that run the hotel, the Continental. Yeah. Um, and Ian McShane's character was turned out to be not a bad guy, but uh, definitely turned on John in, in the third one. So there's mm-hmm. uh, revenge to be had uh, in the fourth one, which people are very excited to see. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I know people want to see it, because uh, it, it, it ended on a cliffhanger. Mm. So they have to make the fourth one, basically. Um uh, the it says uh, newcomers to the franchise that also also star that also star in the upcoming film include Rina Sawayama I don't know who that is Donnie Yen yeah. uh, Shamir uh, Anderson Hiro- Hiroyuki Sonata and Scott Adkins and Clancy Brown ooh I love Scott Atkins and I love Clancy Brown and I mm-hmm. love Donnie Yen so there's there's good stuff there mm-hmm. uh, Chad Stahelski returns to direct I think he's directed all four. Uh, the screenplay, which was uh, which was which is the first of the series not to include the involvement of John Wick creator Derek Kolstad, uh, was penned by Shea, Shea Hatton and Michael Finch. Stahelski is producing with Basil Iwanek and Erica Lee. So that's always that's always concerning when you see like uh, that the it's not going to have uh, Derek Kolstad involved who created mm-hmm. the characters. Always something to worry about. When that happens, uh, yeah. anytime somebody else gets involved with the property, just look at Star Wars after Lucas was no longer involved, mm-hmm. to say the least. So there are tentative plans to develop a fifth movie as well. Originally, the plan was to shoot John Wick 5 back-to-back with the fourth chapter, but it was nixed in light of the pandemic. John Wick Chapter 4 has also undergone several major delays, and it was at one point set to, go head, uh, set to go head-to-head with The Matrix Resurrections, another fourth installment of a Keanu Reeves franchise. Oddly enough, the new John Wick Chapter 4 gets yet another delay to 2023, coming, uh, comes right when The Matrix 4 is premiering in movie theaters. Quote, I think St- that Stahelski and Wachowski have a real affection for one another Another, and I know that uh, Chad always describes going to Wachowski Film School, Reeves sa- recently said, of the John Wick Chapter 4 and Matrix 4 directors, noting mm-hmm. that Stahelski also plays handsome Chad in the new movie. I didn't remember that. I didn't see that. Uh, Chad was my stunt double on the trilogy, and I think that is uh, I think that Lana, the director and the writer, appreciated Chad and his filmmaking. Uh, Chad Stahelski comes from stunt like he worked in stunts his whole career okay. before these franchises. That's why people think that the stunts in these movies are so good because mm-hmm. they're uh, designed through the mind of a stunt coordinator. 
Oh, you think maybe he disappeared and they just gave it to somebody who's not a stunt guy? No, he's still involved. Ah. Uh, it's not him. It's the it's Derek Kolstad that's not involved. Mm. Uh, but so the visuals should like the same, even if maybe the story isn't uh, at the same level as Derek's previous mm-hmm. work. So the John Wick franchise is also set to expand beyond the following titular character. There's a prequel TV series that in the works dubbed The Continental. It will star Colin Woodle as the young Winston uh, with Mel Gibson co-starring. Uh, he plays a character named Cormac, which is like the most uh, John Wick character name ever. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, there are also plans to develop other spinoffs in the series. Uh, in October, it was reported that Anna de Armas was in negotiation uh, for a John Wick spinoff movie. That was uh, the one called uh, The Ballerina. Mm. Uh, or Ballerina. So it says now it's March 2023. I don't know if it's going to... I don't know if it'll... It'll probably make that date, right? There's no way they, yeah. put, they post... Keanu's like young at heart, but he's not that young he's not that young he's yeah. still got to get this done i mean if he's still making it in his 60s uh so hopefully that comes out well i i'm very excited for that i think the first john wick is still my favorite because it's the most um visceral story-wise meaning that it's still connected to his uh the loss of his wife mm-hmm. and, and his dog uh and then it becomes very much action fodder in two or th- two and three but in a good yeah. way so Yes, uh, I'm very excited to see it. You'll have, we'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah, I just remember John Wick 3. They were talking about his dog a lot. Yep, well, his, his dog dies in the first movie. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, th- I think that'll be good. Uh, it wasn't uh, the news I wanted to hear, but it'll mm. be fun. So I'm excited yep. still for it. You may be excited for it. I think I'm, I'm more excited than you are, but that's, yeah. that's just me. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. What about Batman? Should it be a girl? Batgirl, you mean? Yeah. Batgirl should be a girl. Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm pretty lenient when it comes to casting, but I do believe that Batgirl should be played by a girl. Crazy mm. thought, right? Crazy thought. Crazy thought. Um, so this is, uh, I was going to run this news right next to the Batman, uh, story, but I figure we'll just, uh, we'll go with it here. Uh, Michael Keaton and JK Simmons round out the cast of Batgirl. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Um, this article is from Bleeding Fool, and it says, In a surprise that will rock the internet, Warner Brothers Pictures has released an official 2022 movie preview kit featuring an updated cast list and synopsis for many of their movies, including the HBO Max original, Batgirl. This, Batgirl. Uh, the listing for the DC Comics adaptation has one major surprise in it as it notes that, the Michael, Keaton is, that Michael Keaton is slated to appear, seemingly reprising his role of Bruce Wayne slash Batman from the Tim Burton Batman franchise and the upcoming Flash movie. So he's going to be in the Flash as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, one thing I think is weird about this uh, that kind of bums me out, this is an HBO Max only release. Hmm. That makes sense for TV shows, mm-hmm. but a movie only release? Maybe because they're scared it might be the same thing, like how the show that shall not be named yeah. would be. Oh, well, it can't be that bad. It's not a CW show. <laughs> but doesn't that just scream lack of confidence? Mm-hmm. Like TV, like if you're going to put it HBO Max only, you then <coughs> TV show uh, seems the way to go or small miniseries, but mm-hmm. a film that's only released in on their streaming service? Like... The whole reason people are excited about Spider-Man No Way Home right now is that it's not on a streaming service first. They're being able to go out to theaters to see it, right? But it was the same thing like how, um, what is it called? There was a movie that you can only, oh, Cruella by yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, you can only buy it on Disney Plus. Maybe they're trying to do the same thing how like Disney Plus did like earlier. But Disney, as far as I know, does cheaper subscription service, but then you had to buy Cruella. 
Yeah, right? it was like over 20. Same with um, Mulan. Mulan and then, and, and then Black Widow was both. You could buy it Yeah, on but streaming. then Raya, The Last Dragon, okay. uh, and The Last Dragon. So, the, but was Raya, did you have to buy Raya, The Last Dragon, or did it? Okay, so these movies are streaming only, uh, but you have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 because uh, Disney Plus is cheaper, yeah. meaning that it's like, what, $8 a month, but then there's yeah. certain things that are PVOD, like mm-hmm. paid VOD, that's yeah. a little bit different than paying $15 a month mm-hmm. and then also having to pay to buy the movie. F that. Well, <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to pay... I don't think they're going to make people pay for it. I think they're just going to release it because wasn't... Um, Kong versus Godzilla on HBO Max only. Yeah, but we were still farther into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Kong versus uh, Godzilla versus Kong was theater too, though, right? Yeah, all yeah. of HBO Max's releases last year were <laughs> day and date, meaning that they came out in theaters mm-hmm. and on streaming services, mm-hmm. so you could go to either, which obviously affected their box office. The same thing happened to Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Black Widow released on Disney Plus and on streaming, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, Disney Plus and in theaters, mm-hmm. and its box office suffered because of it. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they're just doing this where like you can pay for the subscription, but you can get the movie for free, and it's only HBO Max exclusive. Yeah, like that. I I get it. That's like the biz. That's a. I guess that's an addition to the business model and the bonus of like having so many projects being made that you can put one there. Mm-hmm. But to me, that screams lack of confidence in the in the character. Right. It's a lack of confidence in in whether the movie will do well. Well, nobody really likes Batgirl that much. That is not true. That. I like Batgirl. Batgirl is cool until like they made her paralyzed. People, people like people love Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Barbara Gordon as Oracle is like really popular. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. So for, you're wrong. Okay, for me because I prefer the Robins more. I'm okay. like, we need more Robin movies. Well, I mean, I, actually, to be honest, I'm not surprised by that though, because you know, women and. and uh, progressivism in 2021 means that you're always going to get the they're going to go here first it is weird that but we get a, a decent amount of uh no we don't really get a decent amount of the robins anywhere do we um no unless um titans titans and also the animated movies like uh yeah. batman sun a lot of people feel mm-hmm. like dc should just stick to the animated movies because that's what they do best anyways yeah the animated movies i prefer them more yeah. because they're more detailed in art style and like the story mm-hmm. and it's like really it's really close to home to like the comic books do you have a favorite um i prefer the dc dark series okay oh. because of constantine okay because you love constantine yeah i do justice league dark yeah i prefer it more because like the there was like the second movie of justice league's dark where basically everybody's killed mm-hmm. and like john like <sighs> Constantine like he got killed but then they read it, like they revived him so he can do the final spell so they killed him on purpose just for the spell how'd they bring him back Lazarus Pit kind of I don't think they can do the Lazarus Pit with the no um, um I think they basically pulled his soul out oh, of hell okay. again okay. 
All right. <laughs> that seems more in tune with the character. So it yeah. says, uh, this, uh, it says, the listing of the DC Comics adaptation had one major surprise. Uh, so Michael Keaton is credited uh, to reprise his role as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, uh, this revelation might have already been referenced by Batgirl director Adil El Arbi and mm-hmm. Bilal Falah, who were previously asked if Batman would appear in the movie speaking in an interview this year, earlier this year. The pair simply laughed when they asked the question uh, with their only reply being that Batman involved would be, quote, the real one. Um, I'm also, another reason to be concerned is two directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime there's two directors on a project, I get iffy. Uh, mm-hmm. It usually tells me that uh, the studio doesn't have faith in one or the other to, to helm the project. Uh, Captain Marvel had two directors. Oh. Um, I believe one of... The, no, I thought one of the Ant-Mans. The, I thought the second Ant-Man did too, but I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that. But not a fan uh, of that approach. And I don't know either of them, but they could have fantastic work. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, or f- the, this is just a passion project. and like You don't have a passion project with bi- billion dollar franchises. You don't. You don't know. Maybe HBO Max is living on the edge. Uh, I, I, I don't think uh, companies in the <laughs> amount of debt that these companies are in mm-hmm. uh, all the time trying to, to build new property. I, I don't think they're, they do pr- passion projects uh, in that realm. Maybe. You could be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to fans of a certain generation, Keaton's Batman would no doubt fit that bill uh, of being the real one. Uh, or, or they could have been making a cheeky reference to the fact that there are multiple active Batmans on screen. In addition to Keaton reprising his role for The Flash, Ben Affleck will also appear in the 2022 feature as The Dark Knight, plus Robert Pattinson's version of The Batman will make his uh, big screen debut in March. Mm-hmm. Leslie Grace is set to star as the titular red-haired character, uh, red-haired heroine in the film. J.K. Simmons reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon for the new film, and Brendan Fraser is also confirmed to appear uh, playing uh, the villain Firefly so he's playing Garfield Lenz um, actor Jacob Scipio, uh, Scipio uh, who previously worked with directors LRB and Fala on Bad Boys for Life oh so if they worked on Bad Boys for Life mm-hmm. that it could be it good it could be really good okay alright uh, <laughs> never mind maybe I will reserve re- I, I have my reservations but I will give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. uh, Batgirl is expected to debut on HBO Max uh, at a later date so they don't even have a date set for it uh, one thing that's really interesting about this movie is that Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. like has has uh, expressed interest in wanting to like reprise her role as Batgirl from uh, Batman and Robin mm-hmm. and also this was originally supposed to be a Joss Whedon film. Yeah. Um, and he was he was attached to direct, and then everything that's happened with Joss Whedon mm-hmm. has happened, Yeah, and they can't do anything about it, so they, they moved away from that. And also, uh, originally, they didn't have Brandon Fraser. They wanted Sylvester Stallone to play Garfield Lentz. That would have been cool. Ooh, like, I would have liked, liked to see Fire... Yeah, that would have been cool to see him. Um, <sighs> so I don't know. I, I'm... Not super. I'm excited that the the movie is going to be uh, that's going to have Michael Keaton, but I wonder how much of a role he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Uh, if it's just a cameo, is that the, then they're just using him as promotional material, basically, to get people excited? Maybe. But if he's only on screen for a couple of minutes, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But if he could have a more uh, concerted role, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man: No Way Home, that mm-hmm. would be very cool. Yeah. Uh, and I know he's going to be involved in the Supergirl, uh, the Supergirl movie, I believe with Sasha Calais or, mm. or whatever her name is um, that's coming up. So there's a, a lot of a lot of stuff going on uh, in DC. I still think they're bummed that Marvel's getting to the multiverse before them because DC, it's, it's really, it was a DC concept first. 
Well, I thought they did it first when they introduced it in the Flash universe. Uh, Paradox, right? Or in like in like the '60s or something like mm-hmm. that. I I wasn't quite born yet in the '60s, but from what I understand, I just know that it was a DC concept first. It but was. the multiverse really has become like a a lazy writing tool. Like, why are we can have multiple Batmans? Why not? Right? We can have multiple Flashes. We can do all <coughs> these things. Uh, it's kind of I'm burnt out on it. I I like the idea of Robert Pattinson's Batman existing off to the side mm-hmm. and just doing their own project. Right? Yeah. Uh, it puts more it it puts more pressure on the director and the writers mm-hmm. to tell good stories rather than rely on on member berries. Yeah. Uh, it worked in No Way Home, but that does not mean it's always going to work. So I, I think we should get back to smaller stories, less crossover, and mm-hmm. and just better uh, better projects. Maybe this... I'm sorry, I did this earlier because I just had an epiphany. What if this is a short film and they're trying to introduce it into a TV show? Uh, I think they would just announce the show. I mean, I, I don't see a promotional reason to do that. I mean, maybe, but I, I don't see a promotional reason to do a... Plus, they would have said short film. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have... Uh, imagine announcing it. Now, if you announce something as a short film and then they debut it as a full movie, people would love that. Mm-hmm. But announcing it as a, as a movie and having it be a short film would be very, very bad. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I don't think people would like that very much. Well, also, <laughs> I like the details of Batgirl. So is there any announcement who's going to play as her yeah uh it said it's it listed the character it has <laughs> leslie grace and i don't uh we can look that up i, I don't i can search it up. um or you got it yep uh so i i don't know who who that is uh as an actress she's not one that i've seen before it's at least it's not a name that i recognize uh i have not seen her in anything at least as far as i can tell bad girl she, oh, looks like she's a musician she has no acting credits uh-oh Oh, oh, in the Heights. She's oh. in, in the Heights, but she's. It looks like she's all her all her credits are music, so she's a in singer. In the Heights is okay. She is a singer. Mm. Um, oh, okay. it's a Broadway musical, maybe. Well, that's an awful idea. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to ruin your day. Uh, you're you're working very hard uh, to do so. Uh, five older siblings. You know, I I don't know. It's uh, all the rest of it looks like uh, looks like pandering identity politics. Uh, anytime they cast someone who has like almost no experience, I worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're gonna hand the the reins of like a a character with a lot of money to somebody with no experience, you know, we had the same feeling about Alaqua Cox in um as Echo, right? Yeah. Uh, literally no acting credits, and she exceeded my expectations for the most part. Granted, they were very, very low. Yeah. Um, I worry uh, anytime they do stuff like that. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how this comes out. J- it is cool that they're bringing J.K. Simmons back mm-hmm. uh, as Commissioner Gordon because yes. I would like to see more of that. I would like to see uh, Jeremy Irons, Alfred, come back because I thought he was my f- he's my favorite Alfred next to mm-hmm. Michael Caine for different reasons. I-, I like the fact that he's like really, really quippy and mm-hmm. uh and he like he kind of pushes back on Bruce a lot so yeah. i would like to see more of that character mm-hmm. uh, i don't I, that's obviously a very uh <laughs> stunt uh, not stunt it's it's very uh pie in the sky thinking to think that they would just randomly bring him back but they're bringing everybody else back so mm-hmm. why not uh i don't know we will see uh we'll keep our eye on it it will be we'll be able to review it here we'll talk we'll watch it when it comes out and we'll see uh, see how it does but yeah. for the most part uh the casting there is pretty good Brendan Fraser as Garfield Lins the Brendan yeah. Fraser renaissance is still going on mm mm-hmm. mhm so, yeah. 
that's I think that's everything we were going to cover today. That's yeah. that was a pretty good uh, pretty good amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you uh, are you excited for the holidays? I am. It's Christmas. What are you going to do? I don't know. We should do something because since it's only the three of us, we should go somewhere. We're gonna. You're gonna. I'm gonna rest. I'm. You guys can go do whatever you want. I'm gonna lay in bed and sleep for like two days. <laughs> I was planning to do that, but then I was like, sleep is for the week. Well, then I'm weak for a couple of days. <laughs> um, but we're gonna. We're still gonna work. We're gonna come back. We're gonna get right after Christmas. We'll get back on it. Like we, we're not gonna miss any days. And then my birthday. And then your birthday. So we're not gonna miss any days. Are you? Are, I haven't looked at the schedule. Are you going to be working on your birthday? Yeah. Is it a is it a weekday? No, it's a weekend. Well, I, what? Wait, wait, wait. Let me check it one more time. Um, uh, it's a Saturday. Okay, so you you have a day off. Mm. Yeah, you get the day off. Watch like Tim like volunteer me to come here. He's like, are you, you coming to work? Right. You get to work today. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Uh, I I think we're we are now done until mm-hmm. after christmas so miracle uh why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media so they can wish you a merry christmas i don't have any social medias because it's rotting your brain i messed wow up that, let's go ahead try, let's try that again <laughs> miracle please i don't have any social medias because it rots your brain you didn't do the she didn't do the thing where she like points at the camera like she normally does. my hands are cold i can't feel them the people that listen are like i don't know what you're talking about but <laughs> yeah like um my hands are cold. I can't feel them, so they're like in between my thighs, so I can warm them up. Okay, well, I'm torturing her here with uh, with the cold studio, um, guys. Uh, that is it for today's podcast. I want to wish everyone a merry Christmas and a happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to catch full episodes of the podcast, we are on Spy uh, Spy Tunes. Spy Spy Tunes. <laughs> if you want to catch full episodes of the Pop Culture Crisis podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. on Amazon Music, on Spotify, and on Pandora. You can find clips of the show on youtube.com uh, slash popculturecrisis. There's also uh, in the description for those clips are, is a link to the Spotify, which can give you full episodes, all the clips together. You don't have to go to multiple videos to catch it. There's a playlist also on the YouTube. And if you want to follow us on social media, we have a Twitter page. It is at popculture underscore show. Mm-hmm. And then you can find us on Facebook and on TikTok yep. at popculturecrisis. That is it for today. Uh, have a happy holiday. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.